0: Greetings, listeners. Welcome to Space Cowboys, a Roswell, New Mexico podcast here on purefandom.com. I am Liz Prude, joined by my co-host, Meg (laughs) Bonnie. Hi. I know. We're crying because, (laughs) of course, this week of our Space Cowboys podcast, we are talking about Roswell, New Mexico episode 12, Creep.
1: Dude. Dude. What? Yeah. Yeah. Like. It's going to be really hard to talk about it When I can't talk about it So let's just dive into the recap Before I have another meltdown Okay Okay. So Max, Isabel, and Liz Interrogate the evil still-poisoned Noah And he tells them that they crashed on the planet And that the government killed like a bunch of aliens In 1947 Noah hid in a broken pot until Isabel's screams Woke him up and that was the night that they camped In the desert as kids Totally creepy uh, Noah's been killing people to stay alive, and it makes them stronger, which is crazy. And Cameron tells Max that she took the heat for what went down last week, and she leaves Roswell here. Elsewhere, Michael, Kyle, and Alex head to Caulfield to investigate, and they run into Kyle's Hottie my hottie brother and learn that it's an alien detention center, and they're experimenting on the aliens. And Kyle learns the truth about his father's tumor, and he says that if his dad was torturing the elderly aliens, he deserved it. Sorry, not sorry. Michael feels a connection to a woman in one of the cells, and it turns out to be his mother. (gasps) And she tells him that she loves him, but he's already triggered the alarm, and they have to get out or they're going to die. And Alex runs to find Michael, and they have this super emotional moment. More on that later. They get out, and the place blows up. And then back at Max's house, Noel lets on that there's more to the pod pod squad's story, and that the symbol on Max's back is actually a map. And Isabel is content to let Noah, her parasitic alien husband, die, and she leaves, she goes home. And we also learn that Liz is connected to Noah because of the handprint he put on her last week, and Max, t- Max tells her that he'll take responsibility for Noah's fate, not her, so it's not on her. Michael busts in, clearly emotional, and he insists that they give Noah the antidote so he can get some answers. Max is like, no, he pulls out his gun. And then the episode ends with the two brothers in a standoff, and it's all very tense, and I'm going to cry again.
0: Okay, before we dive in, I just need to, like, well, I know we were going to start with Liz's connection with Noah and all this fun stuff. Don't worry, guys. We're going to break down literally everything. We're leaving Malik's for the end because we -hmm. can't talk about anything after we start talking about Malik's. But there's one key piece to the whole Noah thing that I need your help with clarification on. Mm -hmm. So he... His pod was, like, broken. Like, it was, like, wrecked in the crash or whatever. So, and killing people and, you know, we which we predicted, you know, killing people kind of fed into his powers, like, made him stronger. So, that is his body. Correct. He was in stasis in a broken pod, manipulating people from afar to gain their power to eventually come out of the pod, which is why he is the same age as... OG pod squad, correct? Correct. Okay. Just clarifying. Mm -hmm. Because at first I was like, wait, is that his body? Is it someone else's body? And then I was like, oh no, his body is just the same age as theirs because he was, he was still in stasis, but he was in like a painful stasis.
1: Right. So like he was in there, but it was him and he could like come out on his own. Like he didn't need like, yes, you're right.
0: Correct. Okay. Perfect. Um. For, for those of you that were wondering that, hope hope you aren't saying I'm stupid and that clarified.
1: <laughs> You're smart and beautiful. Continue.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Um, she's only saying that right now because I'm wearing uh, like semi-lingerie. Um, yeah. Just as a side note for everyone, you guys, if you've been listening for the last couple weeks, you know how fucking pregnant I am. And I ordered all these like really pretty nightgowns for when we have the baby. And then I was like, why am I waiting like, nothing fits me right now. Like, why would I wait to wear these? So that's what I work in. I work in, like, really pretty nightgowns.
1: Yeah, no, we, like, FaceTime while we record, and I was like, um, pardon me, are you wearing lingerie right now? <laughs> She's like, yes, I am, bitch. And it's great.
0: <laughs> well, and it's, like, all supportive. supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, it's, like, super nice. So any of you moms that listen, like, you, you understand. Yes, I love it. Let's, let's continue. Okay, now we'll continue. Okay, so Liz's connection to Noah. We know it won't last forever, but it's going to last long enough for her to obviously have some empathy. I, don't, I wouldn't say empathy towards him, but empathy towards the situation, um, maybe more so than she would have otherwise. Like, it's making her think, I don't, like, I love how she said, I don't want to be a murderer. And I feel like a murderer, like I'm not saying, she's almost having empathy for herself because she's saying, I, because I feel his pain, I now can't be burdened with his death. Like before being burdened with his death or being responsible for his death isn't that much of a burden because he's killed so many people and that's in the back of her head but now that she feels what he feels like even monsters feel you know we're not saying their feelings are justified but when you can actually like soak in those feelings you're like shit well now i feel kind of bad
1: also he says that when he killed rosa he like absorbed her life force so maybe like some of that connection that she's feeling for him is actually a little bit of the rosa like connection Ooh. I thought that was an interesting thing he said about her, like he thrived on her life force and that was like ultimately what allowed him to really come back. So maybe like that makes the, the bond with Liz a little bit stronger or just, I don't know. I feel like it could be a thing.
0: I like that. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. I really, really like that. Um, I I really hope he doesn't I think considering how the episode ended, he won't die right away without us learning more because I love Bad Noah. I think it's really fun to watch. And another point of clarification I'd like from you, Meg, because you're better at picking up on this stuff than me. Did I hear this right that Max said something about being in like a first-class bunker on the spaceship because their pods weren't destroyed?
1: Yes, actually. And you're not... I'm not better at picking up stuff. I just watch everything 100 times because I'm a psychopath.
0: So
1: <laughs> you're perfect. But, yes, he said that. And I, I want to say, and I didn't watch the original show in, like, full length. I watched, like, some of the episodes. But I want to say that I read in the books that they're, like, they are royalty. So
0: continue with your little bit of your theory. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm going to confirm that. Well, I so- – Well, I'm serious, you guys. I didn't watch the OG show or read the books, so I haven't read this before, so I legitimately just thought this. Um, What if... My next question is going to be then, okay, what if the OG pod squad are some sort of like royalty or aristocratic class of aliens? And then my second part of that is kind of insane, but I don't care. I'm going to bring it up. What if Alex and Michael this is if Alex is still an alien because we still think Alex is an alien. We'll dive more into that. And if you listened to our previous podcast, you've heard all the beef that supports that theory. What if Alex and Michael were like betrothed to each other and like even more made for each other. And that's why the connection is even more cosmic. I'm just saying I'm dead. That's my, that's my Malek's fangirl um, theory there, but okay. So they probably are some sort of royalty, which would then also explain why, Noah was, like, messing with is so much and not feeling bad because what if he's, like, a bitter, you know, like, peasant person, alien. That's like, oh, you bitch, I don't feel bad. You're so privileged, you know, manipulating you or blah, 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 blah.
1: Oh, yeah. So in the original show, uh, Max was, like, the king or something. Wait. Okay. Okay doing a little real-time research here um, he was a king and there's like the royal four I guess it was like four of them <gasps> maybe that's Alex I like it I'm on board yes they're cosmically okay. in love and bound for marriage but you know I'm not opposed to Michael and Alex having other storylines before they get married I'm I'm fine with that but like there's no denying, no matter what happens and who they're connected to based on this episode, mm-hmm. they're clearly like such a force. And I freaking love them because as, as long as they are in the same episode and in the same scene, like, like it kind of consumes everything around them because they're perfect and I love them. We can't talk about them yet because we have other things to talk about. I know about. I'm like, you're jumping
0: ahead. I don't even want to talk about anything else right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because it does. It's like as soon as we get there, like that's it. It's over. So let's talk about Isabel. Okay. Okay. She is grieving the loss of her husband because he was this fake version of Noah, like this facade. But she had a real life with him. And it's really sad to watch because it's very much like when you have like a toxic parent. It's someone like you grew up with and you loved, but then you start to realize, oh, they fucking suck. And it's like really hard to balance that grief with that anger and that's kind of what Isabel's going through. And I loved how they handled that. And then allowing, um, we talked about it before we started recording, allowing Liz to come in and talk to her. And instead of being like, oh, you're being mean and grumpy because you're, you're grieving and whatever, she's like, what do you need? Like, I know this sucks for you. And like, I've never been through something like this. So like, let me help you. I loved that whole scene and like how they kind of came together, even though Isabel was like actively being a bitch about it she was hurting and, and Liz was able to recognize that. And I loved that.
0: It was so sweet. Like it was just, and it was so real again. Another reason why we love the show where they're grown adults and they kind of cut through the tropey bullshit and you're so right. You know, it's, it's relatable in that even when you're with a toxic person and whether that's a significant other, lover, friend, whatever, those moments where it felt real and felt right to you. That's where those are the moments that you're grieving. And then those are the moments that really start to mess with you because you're like, those were all lies. Like, and I felt, I thought I felt true joy and happiness during those moments and it was all a lie. So it's like a whole other layer of loss. You know, it's not just like, you know, say you lose your mom and you're like, Oh, you're sad because you lose your mom and that's fucking terrible. When you lose someone like this, it's like, not only did I lose my husband, but it was never real. Right. So it's like 50 shades of grief.
1: Oh, she like lost part of herself too because Mm -hmm. of all of her happy moments and the happy life she built. It's all based on, I mean, she was already living a lie, but didn't realize like how much of a lie she was really living and that she in a way contributed to a lot of like the bullshit he pulled. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's, like, anger and grief, and I feel like they handled that really well, and they they showed her being angry instead of just, like, sad or you can kill him, I don't care. Like, you could see how angry she was, and she was angry at herself for not realizing it, and she was angry at him for what he did, and I don't know, I loved it.
0: They make it so real and to where it doesn't take over the storyline. Like they stay on course for the story they're trying to tell, but those moments they make, I feel like they just, they do them right. You know, it's not like, oh, now Izzy's off and she's bad is or whatever. And she's spiraling. It's like, no, this is how she's dealing with it. This is still the story we're telling, but we have to honor that these feelings would surface. You know, this is how someone would feel. Had they found out their husband was a murdering alien. And yeah,
1: exactly. As we all often face that troublesome time in our lives.
0: Hopefully.
1: Kidding. Hopefully, never. I don't know, though. Eric's pretty cool. He could be an alien.
0: I don't know. Darth Bonnie over there.
1: <laughs> no, he's definitely an alien.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, like, that reminds me. Um, props to the writers again. The whole exchange of. Um, Kyle telling Michael, "I thought you were the Jedi one," and then he's like, "I forget what um, Alex says something," and he goes, oh, "I actually never watched Star Trek," and I just love how Alex goes, "Oh my god!" Like he's just <laughs> like, like that delivery of that line was so good. I lol. It was so
1: good, and you know what else I love? Speaking of that, that they let they let um, Alex be such a nerd and like. He's always like randomly quoting really nerdy stuff, and I love that about him. But then also like he's just a freaking badass like superhero
0: mm-hmm. who's he's
1: disabled. He's got like all of this like PTSD, but he's like, "You guys go hide. I'll take down this you know person that's coming." And like in any other show, like we talk about it a lot that they don't they don't really dive into tropes or just they kind of blow them up on this show. So any other show. The nerdy guy would be like, "Oh yeah, let's all go run hide." And he's he's like the freaking hero, but he's also like he knows everything about Star Wars, and I love that. I love Alex. That's so. So And also, someone like if there's a season two, Mm. someone needs to lock his ass in the bunker in the Valenti cabin and make him watch Star Wars start to finish, even like the really really bad prequely stuff. You just gotta.
0: You gotta. The best lightsaber battles are in the prequels, so I'm just throwing that out there.
1: Well, it's because the technology was better, and, like, I totally agree. Oh, my God, the Yoda one?
0: Okay, wait. Okay, sorry. Okay, (laughs) next up, um, we talked about my lingerie. We talked about Star Wars. Now we're moving on to Cameron leaving. Oh, and, you know,
1: I would have thought that I wouldn't have liked her character, but I actually, like, ended up loving her, like, her deadpan delivery of – the lines and the way that you could tell she really cared about Max but tried so hard to hide it and like how much she loved her sister despite what happened like I really really loved her character and like how much we knew about her for how I don't want to say how little she was used because she was very important she's just obviously wasn't part of the main group but I'm gonna really miss her and I love that on Karina's Twitter um, showrunner Karina McKenzie she said that she left it open so that that character can return but wanted to give her a good send-off. So I thought that was really cool, but I'm going to miss her.
0: I know. I just – I love everything that Riley Vocal does. I really do. I just I just think she's an awesome actress, and I want to say she has a lead in a new show. Get it, girl. Or like a supporting role at least. I can't remember. But yeah, we'll take – Excuse me. We'll take as much Riley Vocal as we can get.
1: Agreed. And I – I'm very happy that they kind of, because we all kind of saw it as viewers that clearly she felt more for Max than Max did for her. Like, even though she tried really hard to, like, insist that he was just a scratching post, you know, um, I love that they kind of admitted that a little bit before she left because they, in any other setting, could have been an amazing couple. It's just they had a lot of cosmic love in the way, you know, Mm -hmm. alien love and,
0: and such. Speaking of aliens, Liz,
1: do you want to talk about Um, Caulfield?
0: Dude, okay. So we suspected that Caulfield um, was some sort of government prison hub alien something going on over there, which of course was confirmed and then completely blown to bits. But what was really freaking sad was that Michael and Kyle found this, you know – what, a, what a, what's the word I'm looking for um, wing in the hospital where aliens had been tortured and kept as rats for the last 70 years, last seven decades, really fork and sad. Um, yes. And uh, we found out, you know, that Kyle's dad's tumor was from one of those prisoners who everything he touches delivers cancer. Um we also found out oh what did we find out Oh Michael had a fucking mom yeah.
1: That oh my oh my god What like, keep, the hell I keep watching that and like it's so happy and sad and like everything about it like he is just that moment that they connect and it's just like pure joy on his face and like everything else melts away and like for the first time in his whole entire life he is loved unconditionally by his mother and it's only for a moment but like you see it on his face and like how heartbreaking that is when he turns back to alex and like alex has also never really had that kind of parental joy and love so like he gets how big that moment is and mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah yeah that was and that song oh my god I watched it, like, so many freaking times. I could probably, like, put on a stage show about that scene. I won't. But, I mean, if you want to pay me to, anyone out there listening, I will gladly do it. I, I would like to play the role of Alex because I freaking love him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, um, I did that once when um, – season four of Vampire Diaries when Stefan and Elena break up. I, uh, I reenacted that scene in my car. And, um, I actually uploaded it to YouTube. I think it's on private now, but if someone knows how to hack YouTube and uh, make videos on private, you can watch it. But, uh, yeah. So I hear, I hear why you want to do that, Meg. I understand. I have done that and it's very rewarding.
1: Also, I'm going to probably find
0: that video just FYI. I'll send it to you.
1: (laughs) I think the world needs to see it now.
0: It's really good. I was actually really proud of myself. Um, also, props, speaking of TBD, Kayla Ewell played Vicki Donovan from Vampire Diaries, played his mom, so shout out to her. She um, hosts a podcast with uh, Caroline Forbes of Vampire Diaries, actress Candace Akula, and they coincidentally also just had... Michael Trevino, who plays Kyle on Roswell, New Mexico on their show. They also had Michael Vlamis on their podcast show um, and executive producer of Roswell, uh, Julie Pluck on their podcast show. So there was just a whole lot of like sentimental love both in and behind the scenes there. And there was just so many freaking feels.
1: <laughs> I'm just like, I, yeah, I, I want to like have really important words to say about it, But I just keep making noises and then getting teary. Uh (laughs) So (laughs) like it was just it was such a powerful scene. And I Mm -hmm. love that it could have gone a completely other like different direction. So like when Alex goes back to get Michael because the place is about to blow. It could have been like the White Fang moment, which I know some people, those little young bucks on my Twitter didn't get that. White Fang, he tries to send White Fang away and he's like, Go on, get out of here. I don't need you. Get out of here. And he's trying to do that. Like, when I say white fanging, and like half the people on my Twitter were like, Yeah, totes, got it. And the other people are like, What? What are you saying, old woman? But that's what that means. He was trying to send him away by pretending he didn't want him anymore or didn't like, he says, I don't love you. And I love that Alex wasn't like, Oh, that hurt my feelings. I'm going to leave you here to die. He was like, bitch we all know you love me so right (laughs) like you're a terrible liar I know you love me like we love each other get over it and I loved that they let them have that moment and then it was just like a short such a short scene but it was like probably the biggest one in that episode because it was like the mom stuff and Alex completely understands how important that is but at the same time like he was not gonna Mm -hmm. leave Michael like he he would go down with that ship just like the rest of us. But I I don't know. I like, it was so beautiful. And Tyler Blackburn, like his ability to have tears in his eyes and then like keep them there in like a tear stasis situation. (laughs) I don't, I don't get it, but I love it. And like everything about that scene and then Michael getting like angry and trying to send him away. Like, no, this, this isn't a thing. Like you need to leave. It was just it broke my heart into a million pieces, and I'm still a bit of an incoherent mess, and I keep rewatching it every time someone posts it on Twitter, so like all those Twitter views of all of your little videos, the little snippets that's me like over and over and I made mean, Mike my husband rewind it and rewatch it with me a bunch of times last night. It's just so beautifully written, beautifully acted, and the song behind it, which I know it carried through a few scenes um mm-hmm. the song by it was um. Tyler Blackburn's song, but he is with Novi Novi and it's called Can't Love Me and you should all go listen to it on repeat like me and cry. It was so good. I'm sorry. Would you like to talk on this podcast, Liz? Or <laughs> I mean, I'm you sure keep everyone, going, girl. Everyone wants to listen to me rant about that like 27 second
0: scene, but that's okay. You go. You're It was awesome. Well, and we and apologies if we've already said this. Um, I'm having a bit of a brain fart, but you know, when Michael says, or when Alex says to Michael, like, no, you are my family. We even have some more weight behind that because we met Alex's brother, who's basically like Sergeant Maines 2.0. And he kind of sucks too. And I mean, well, I mean, Alex calls him out like, hey, what does he have on you? So I'm wondering what beef, you know, I'm hoping that Sergeant Main's has, like, threatened to hurt Alex in some way, and that's why Alex's brother is, like, kind of being a dick. Mm-hmm. You know, so that way we don't have an- yet another family member in the Mains family who's shitty to Michael. Um, and, you, you know, and people – we saw it in this episode. People's first, like, defense mechanism in defense of others is to just get mad to make them to leave, like Michael did to Alex. Um, and then to kind of shut Alex up, Alex's brother is like, no, you're not going anywhere. You know, and he gets all like soldiery and Alex just kind of calls him on his bullshit. He's like, wait a minute. No, like, why are you acting like this? Like, clearly you're being made to act like this. You're not just doing this because you believe it's the right thing to do. So Alex is, you know, Alex is really, I, I love how in tune and aware he is to why people behave the way they behave. You know, and a lot of times, like we keep we keep saying, you know, the tropey stuff is to just be like, cower and be like, oh my God, my brother and my dad hate me and Michael doesn't love me. And he's like, no, 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 no. Listen, hennies, uh, I know you're being blackballed, brother. Also, Michael, I know you're just going through some shit right now and you fucking love me. So let's just like cut through the BS and admit it. He's very... Yeah. He's just very in tune to everything. He's very aware. Um, and it totally fits his personality because he's a genius you know, he clearly like just brilliant. He's has a brilliant mind. So I really love that. Um, we don't let all of these emotions like take over into these like lengthy side stories that we don't need. We just bucket all the significance. Like we don't milk the significance of those moments. They're just amazing fucking moments in the episode that tie into the larger part of the story, which is, are there more aliens? Who are these aliens? Was the pot squad royalty? Who the hell really is Noah? Like, why did they come to this planet? What's next? Like, do they live forever? Do they have to kill people to live? Like, you know, it's, there are so many significant questions and then these humanizing moments just make us want to find the answers to these questions because it makes me care about those characters. So it's just really, really good storytelling, I think.
1: I totally agree. Also, you bring up a good point. Like, Alex is always very good at cutting through people's bullshit. If playing into our little, like, alien embryo theory, maybe, like, he does have some vibes, you know? Like, he never takes people's word for it. He reads them. Kind of like Maria. I know. They're very Cosnicky.
0: Like, woo. and they're best friends. So, you know, maybe, um, you know, some of his cosmic juju is rubbed off on her. Um, I don't know. You know, it's very kind of like, well, Maria is more kind of like New Orleans tarot vibes, like mm-hmm. that kind of in tune to stuff. So I just, I hope that that whole part of this Roswell mythology, we get a little bit more into that. In the finale because i think it's super interesting and the zodiac part of this lore we need another like little piece of the puzzle to, to take our theorizing to the next level so i'm looking forward to finding more out about that
1: oh not Thanks. to like jump back to the beginning of our like recap but i wanted to ask you also um like theories going forward when Noah's explaining to them like, how the ship crashed. It kind of sounded like the stowaway might have been responsible or something to do with that. So do you think that the stowaway is, like, going to be something that comes into play later? Like, maybe – because it just seems like the fact that they mentioned it, it's going to be important. Yeah. I hope – I don't think it would have been Michael because clearly, like, his mom was there and, and that was a thing. But maybe, like, one of the aliens is going to survive the explosion at Caulfield. And be like a bigger deal the next season that I hope they get, I don't know, so what do you what do you think they're going to do now that most of the mystery has been answered? like what do you think they're gonna do for the finale, and what do you think they're they're going to do going forward
0: well i I'd like to know so if they crashed in stasis as kids, right um why are their, their memories wiped of, like, the first six or whatever, seven years of their lives? And can those memories be restored? Hmm. Um, because I feel like the only reason Noah remembers everything is because he's been killing people and rejuvenating all, his, all the things that encompass his alien DNA, which is why he knows where they're from. He knows why they left. He knows why they came there. He knows who truly the pot squad are. So I, I, ugh, I know that's not totally answering your question, but I feel like I need to know that before we address that next part. Because if we know their past totally, then we can say, ooh, okay. Well, then that stowaway is because of yada, yada, yada. Yes.
1: Do you know what I want to happen? What? Just because, okay, so, like, obviously we love Max and Isabel, but they've had a rather, you know, charmed life on Earth, and Michael's kind of had the shit end of everything. What if he's actually, like, a high ranking member of their race or their planet, and, like, I want him to be, like, the prince?
0: Oh, I guarantee he is. I totally bet he is. I bet he's, like, the heir to the Iron Throne of wherever the hell they're from.
1: And then he takes over Westeros and he, him and Alex fly away on a freaking dragon. <laughs> oh my
0: God. Yeah. He's the Jon Snow of this. Totally. He is. the John Snow. He's definitely the Jon Snow. Um, and I think. You're Cause sure. even. I, oh man. Yeah. I I, I, I don't know. And it would be really cool if I know. Um, It would be really cool if Kayla, Ull, the actress who, played his mom when they showed her at, like, her age when they crashed. Uh, I don't know. It would be cool if she, like, survived and then somehow, like, reverse aged so we could, like, keep her on the show as the mom and, like, get details into all of this because I'm, like, is – so the reason I say that is because, one, I love Kayla Ull, and two, is Noah really the only person that can uncover these things for them or do we need to meet another alien outside of Caulfield Or does one of the Caulfield aliens need to survive and somehow reverse age? Because I feel like it would just be really hard to have an 81 year old on the show 24 seven. Um, because you know, those are long days for people that are 81 years old, but maybe that person was wearing makeup and that was just really good prosthetics. And again, I'm getting into like actual logistics of filming, but, um, I don't know. Now I feel like I'm rambling. Do you see what I mean though? I'm with you, and you weren't
1: rambling. I feel like this is accurate, but I did a little sleuthing because I was a person, and on IMDb, they have uh, Michael's mom, so both actresses that played that character, young and old, um, credited as Mara, so I feel like because they gave her a name, even though they didn't say it in the episode, I feel like maybe it's going to come into play, and I'm hoping it's in the form of flashbacks. So i
0: my theory. Okay. I love that. Um, I, and I can get on board with that. I also want to address your question. We have noted here, will Michael have guilt for breaking the glass and triggering the alarm? My fault it, or my, my fault, my, um, my feeling is that because she's been tortured for 71 years, I feel like this is more of an act of mercy and like the last thing she did was like have a moment with her son one last time before she's finally put out of her misery. So I don't, my opinion is that he won't, he's not going to have guilt for breaking the glass. He's going, he's going to, which is what he's already doing, say, no, 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 no. I'm cu- I'm not going to let anyone get in the way of hurting anyone else or not being able to find any answers. And that's the mission he's on now, which is why he's like, "Noah's not going to die because I just watched like the only people that I knew of for five minutes that were our race all get blown up, and no one knows answers, and we don't know of any other aliens other than us. So this joker's going to stay alive, And he's going to do it to honor his mom, to find out who she was, who he is, who they all are. And if he has to do that in a dirty way with Noah, He's going to
1: do it. Agreed. And I'm kind of hoping that maybe because when they like I don't know if it's like telepathically linked hands like that, mm-hmm. maybe that uncovered some of his memories or triggered something for him because the second he saw her he's like I know you. And so I feel like maybe it unlocked a little something and he's going to either try to build on that with Noah or he knows everything and he's he knows what Noah has done or you know I feel like there's a little more to what's going on with Michael like clearly mm-hmm. traumatized but I can't wait and I hope that they give him the antidote and then get all the answers and then Max kills him and he becomes super powerful and kind of looked in the in the preview I don't know if you saw the preview there's like a lightning mm-hmm. the they thor moment you mean he's going to become thor and then they're going to save the universe from Thanos and everything's connected and it's great and there's dragons and Jon Snow and Westeros is one.
0: And Westeros <laughs> – its it I'm digging it. I love it. I think. Um, ooh, okay. Let's talk about what we need then from the finale. That's a good segue into that. I need more of Max's powers. Sorry, guys. That was my dog. You guys know she sleeps in here while we record. That's um, they—we need more of Max's powers. And they—we brought it up. It was brought up a little bit in this last episode when Noah was like, oh, remember when you, like, blew up the whole city? Um, so that'll definitely be addressed. We keep, we've we seen a lot of um, Isabel's powers, so that'll continue to rock and roll. And now Michael has a mom, so it's like, okay, are we going to find a little bit more out about his identity? Prince Michael, Prince Jon Snow. Um, and are there any more aliens? And now that this... Cawfield Caulfield is blown up, does this put in – was this the only place this government conspiracy stuff was being performed? Or, like, I feel like they'd have a, some sort of fail-safe. Like, they wouldn't put them all there in case they had to do, you know, the emergency blow-up protocol. Like, there's right. probably more. They wouldn't put all their eggs in one prison. Pun intended.
1: Speaking of eggs, do you feel like there's more pods hidden around underground? Because totally. like, there was a Noah one. Do you think they're going to like find a bunch of them now that they know like, okay, Noah had a pod and he was underground and he, we, they kind of know right where he was. So I feel like they're going to like uncover even more pods and a bunch of people in stasis. I think that would be really cool. I'm really mm-hmm. excited like to see more of Max's powers. I want to see – more I, I guess not a connection because they connect all over the effing place but I want to see more Malik's before the end of the season because it always feels like unfinished business with them mm-hmm. and I like that but I hate it at the same time like I don't want <clears throat> sorry I don't want there to be like a cliffhanger with how they feel about each other obviously we know how they feel so I want just
0: like I basically want them to make out Liz okay I'll just say I, I just want them to make out we want one more makeout and we need, I think they need, um, like there's been, you know, the last two big moments they've had have been moments where it's like, no, we need to like accept that we do love each other and see if we can push each other through all this craziness that's uncovering and be there for one another. So I think this finale needs to show us whether they both decide to go all, all in on that or not. And because Michael is being so rash right now, understandably so, um, I don't know that we're gonna get that in this finale. Because right now, you know, he's like, "Yeah, Alex, I love you, great, cool." But right now, I just fucking saw my mom die, so I need to, like, I need some answers. So I, I just, it wouldn't even feel right if, like, we got some sort of closure with Malix in the finale because it's like that wouldn't even make sense, like. Are, they know that they're always going to be there for each other, which is why they're going to, or which is why Michael's going to focus on his current task at hand is, which is finding out who his mom is, who, you know, was torturing her this whole time. Is he going to, I don't think he'll hold anything against Alex for his family torturing them because he knows that wasn't Alex, but that may cause a rift in their situation because he's like, Well, actually, I take that back. I don't think it'll cause a rift in their situation because Alex is, like we saw in his conversation with Kyle, like, that was really shitty, what was going on. Like, no one agrees with what was going on. That was, like, they were all just, like, that was genocide. That was terrible. So I don't think that Michael will hold anything against Alex because he's a mains. Like, I think that's just stupid, but. I just want Michael to hold
1: Alex mains against him what okay did i did there yeah i think
0: that's fair and i think that could happen
1: they don't need to like resolve their feelings or talk about it i just want them to make out liz okay oh, god. like let it happen i know you're responsible for what happens in the finale obviously. <laughs> <laughs> secretly <So fix> it <laughs> yeah.
0: secretly i am responsible um god there was just so much that happened did we like cover all the i think we did the, the only thing I, I wanted to mention
1: which i was like really weirdly proud of kyle for not being like i hate all aliens now because of what they did to my father he's like fuck my dad fuck him and the tumor that he deserved like he was i loved that they didn't make it so like i don't know like a stereotype he wasn't like i hate all aliens now they almost die they're evil like he's still got some apprehension and he doesn't like that they keep like leaving handprints all over liz
0: he's like what the fuck you <laughs> like I know, like he's, <laughs> which I totally get, but it's also like my dad was having an affair with my mom. He had a loved child. Now I'm finding out that he was torturing innocent souls. I mean, we don't know, even if they weren't, we don't know if they were innocent or not. Regardless, he was fucking torturing them. Terrible. Right. Like trying to weaponize so It's like, no wonder the guy gave you a brain tumor.
1: Right. But we. Um, you know, there, there could be more though. Oh, I just bashed myself in the head. It's fine. I'm fine, guys um there could be more like we could learn that Jim Valenti was like trying to save that guy or because no one else went in there so why was mm-hmm. he in there you know so there could be more to the story I feel like right. I feel like the Valentis are they're good people and I don't know but I do think though that we need to just touch on the um the code that Valenti and Mainz had about protecting the kids I think that is still the pod squad I still think that Maybe they know more about it. And when Alex's brother, I think his name was Flint, when he was leaving, he grabbed all those binders. I feel like there's some answers about the pod squad in the binders. Like there's probably a file on all of them. So they've, and the last 70 years have probably gotten information out of at least one of the aliens about who the rest of the aliens are and like the hierarchy. So I feel like if they can get a binder, they can get some more info too. I think the protection of the kids is Alex, Isabel, and Michael. Prince Michael. The prince that was
0: promised. Prince Michael. Yeah, because I think it would, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that uh, Sheriff Valenti and Sergeant Maines knew they were aliens the whole time. Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. a fair assumption. Um, Considering all the other shit that was going on, it's like, well, then they would be, it wouldn't make sense that they didn't know they were aliens. Agreed. Agreed. Ha uh-huh. ha. I got me thinking. I love the theory about the binders. I think there's definitely something in the binders and they, you're right. They made a point to have that scene where it's like, grab all the hard drives, grab all the binders, put them in this backpack. You know, it was like, cause there's something in there. Uh, I also think that Alex is going to finally show Michael the piece that he has mm-hmm. <laughs> pun intended.
1: Um, (laughs) the piece
0: of the ship um considering all that shit that just happened it's like one of those things where you know again another game of thrones reference like all these people are rallying together because the white walkers are coming it's like when there's something so terrible that happens or is going to happen like that you know all the bullshit kind of gets thrown out the window. And you, you say, okay, well, let's look – now let's look at this with a humanizing, like, decent moral perspective. Like, how, how do we handle this? And it would just seem weird if Alex didn't say, hey, I actually do have a piece of this, this ship. Well, we, we need to figure some shit out. And then they'll have another
1: crazy Malik scene that's going to destroy me for the rest of time. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. It's fine. I don't need feelings. Who needs emotions? It's fine. I know. know. I'm ready for the finale, though. I think it's going to be amazing, and I, I feel like we're going to have to do many breakdowns of it because the way that it looks, it's going to be a lot to unpack. Just like this episode, Mm -hmm. the penultimate episode. So I'm very excited. Me
0: too.
1: But also sad. I don't. I don't want our podcast to end. This has been so fun.
0: We've been podcasting for over a year. We're still going to be podcasting. Um, we'll, we'll come up with something for you guys to get your Roswell fix. Hells yeah. Hopefully they bring
1: – hopefully two things. They renew the show for season two, and they bring them to San Diego Comic-Con, which Pure Fandom will be there. And you know our asses are going to be all up in that press room if that's a thing. So – you can't escape us, Cast of Roswell, New Mexico. We're you everywhere. Can't. You
0: can't. We'll try, to get, we'll try to get on that video line too, and if not, we'll 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 have all the write ups for you guys. Um, exactly. Uh, I was like, I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, I man, there was just there was a lot, but I feel like we talked about it all, right? We did.
1: We absolutely did. And we are ready for recovering the satellites next week. Finale of
0: Roswell season one. Finale of Roswell. um, I mean, let's not forget too, guys. We talked a little bit about this, but that flashback with that chick on the table with the egg thing coming out, we still think that's like a baby alien could be Alex. Um, So maybe we'll get another flashback that explains that a little bit more. Um, Or, Oh, 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 my God. Do it, Liz. What if – I don't know. You may have to course correct me on this, though. You may have to check me. What if – because we didn't see that woman's face. Oh, no, she was dead. Never mind. I was going to say, like, what if that was Michael's mom and that was Michael being taken out of there and Michael – grew. but, no, that's not right. What
1: could have been surgery?
0: To take Michael out? I don't know. That's just throwing another theory out there.
1: Um, I, love it. I love the theories. Throw them okay. out there. because Then we can point to
0: it and be like, see, we're geniuses. But there has to be some significance around that. You know, I, I still like our theory, theory better because like why else would they have shown that scene, that flashback scene? I still like our theory better though that that's Alex. Mm-hmm. That little baby pod coming out of that woman was Alex. I still like that theory. Awesome. A, I like that theory too. The only thing is like,
1: People were trying to point out details that blow up our theory, so I choose to ignore them. But um, that both of the actors that play Alex and then his brother were of Native American descent, so clearly, I, I thought of that too. Yeah, everything. shut up, universe! He's an alien baby. So we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. I'm very excited. And Me too. I- I can't believe it. Next week is our last recap of season one. I feel like
0: it went so fast. It It went so so fast. So lovely. But we love you guys tuning in. Keep the theories coming. We're going to keep cranking all sorts of stuff out leading up to the finale. It's going to be a crazy week. Next week is Game of Thrones, Roswell finale, a freaking Avengers Endgame. Like, there's a lot going on. So um, keep checking back um, on purefandom.com because we were going to be publishing all the things. Um, if you haven't listened to our interview with Michael Vlamis yet, check that out on the SoundCloud page, um, or Pure Fandom's iTunes podcasts, or you can find it in the Roswell section of our website. Also, um, we had a really awesome interview earlier this year, a little over a month ago with showrunner Karina McKenzie, where she talks about why she constructed these characters the way she did, this type of story she's trying to tell, all still really relevant to the series where it is right now. And so those would be fun ones to binge before the finale. So make sure you guys check those out.
1: Mm-hmm. And... Also, if you are a Game of Thrones fan, which hopefully we've converted some people because we talked about it a little too much during this episode, <laughs> um, go listen to a podcast Remembers, which is Liz and Eric, The Pruse, if you will. And they break down some like crazy historical stuff. The most recent episode is a recap of the premiere, season eight premiere. So it's really good. I really like it.
0: Thanks, girl. It's fun. We, um, that's our like nerdy husband-wife thing. So make sure you guys check that out. We'll be recapping. We have um, a couple friends that my, uh, my husband's company who are going to join our podcast as guests for this next week's recap. Fun. So- it should be super fun. I know they're going to come over after Val goes to bed and we're going to have pizza and just recap season eight, episode two.
1: Who says you can't be a nerd when you're grown up and married and have children? Like right. But alive everyone.
0: I love yeah. it. Be super fun. And we have like, I think the only other time we used all four microphones in our fancy podcast setup was when we interviewed the ATX festival founders. So I'm really excited to use them again. That was super fun. Go listen to that too, everybody. Cancel your yeah, That was your a great plans. podcast too.
1: Cancel your plans. Quit your jobs. Just listen to our podcast. It'll be fine. It'll be great. Right? Just do it. Just do um, it. And we okay. will talk to you next week with like crazy, crazy breakdowns of the finale. So until
0: then, but I, I just, I love you. I love you all. We love you so much. We should call them our little, like, what should we, our listeners? Like, you know how Lady Gaga's little monsters? Space babies. <gasps> You're our space babies. We love you, space babies. Bye. Bye.